The Versecast is brought to you by Engine. Create your free community website at enjin.com. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Versecast, the best damn Star Citizen podcast I remember this week, and my name is John Abraham. <laughs> nice job. My name is Jimmy Croker. And I am Snoke. That's right. Not Palpatine. It's not Plagueis. It's me, Gleep, the evil one. You tell the angels in heaven you never seen evil so singularly personified as you did in the face of the pre-recorded live from our virtual hangar. We are those guys with ships. And this is episode 56 of the Versecast, our Star Citizen official news and information podcast. Today is December 14th, 2945. Your time and place may vary. Thank you, Ronald Jenkins. The intro-outro song is still slow to spring. You can find it along with his other fine music at ronaldjenkins.com. Now, you folks out there, by the time you hear this, there will only be two days until The Force Awakens. Do you have excitements? Um, I was. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna stop you right there, real quick, and just say I was terrified to comment during that entire introduction. You were. You were both intimidating, powerful, and adorably amusing. <clears throat> I'm. I'm still processing. Was that? Were those sentences like? I kind can't of, hear you. Sound out like a, you got a pair. Do you have excitements? It was like a sing song, wasn't it? It was, it was a run-on sentence. It, there were it there was. were parts that didn't work. No, no. He, well, I think I think he purposely did that to make sure that like he, neither of us had an opportunity to interrupt him. Oh, okay. Getting clever in my old age, I am. I like how, I also like how we're talking about him. Like he's not here. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe <laughs> I'm not. Maybe. Okay. So, Force Awakens. Um, as of right now, as of this recording, uh, the uh, premiere is happening at uh, I believe it's Grauman's uh, in Hollywood. Oh, is it happening uh, today? It is happening today, yes. Monday the 14th, uh, the, the big to-do down on Hollywood and Vine. Um, I had my company Christmas party down on Hollywood and Vine on Friday, and they had already had the streets shut down for Star Wars. Oh, nice. Uh-huh. And I just heard the missus yell from the other room, Oh my God, C-3PO's there! <laughs> cool. Well, um, I'm I'm stoked. And Jimmy, you're going on Thursday. I'm going on Thursday. John, uh, have you secured tickets yet? Yes. Yeah. I got my tickets before you. Oh, that's right. That's right. Um, yeah, and I'm still trying to figure out how early I need to get there. 
Do you have preferred seating or no? No. Okay. So so yeah, I just need to be like first in line to get the seats that I want. A lot of um a lot of theaters in Los Angeles now are preferred seating, which is amazing, but we're going to a press screening Thursday night, and that is first come, first serve. And then we're going again on Monday, uh, and that's preferred seating. And we have, for the Monday showing, we're, we're dead center in the middle of the um, uh, the theater. Now, what if the movie is horrible? <laughs> <laughs> that, would be, that would be the most amazing and historic letdown in the history of cinema, I think. Do you still want to see it three times in a row, though, if that's what happens? Well, I'm only going to see it twice. Oh, okay. And and yes, if here's the thing: if the movie's terrible, I'm going to have to see it again just to make sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So, how does preferred seating work? Basically, it's like um, it, it's like booking airline tickets, or it's like um, booking uh, booking concerts. The same type of thing. You um, go to book your seats, and uh, you basically get the the view, the bird's eye view of the uh, uh, the um, theater. And you book your seats based on what's available. Do you have to pay extra for like different seats? No, it's all the same price. It's just oh. it's it's first come first serve, but it's it's pre booked first come first serve. So there's no there's no lines, there's no you know rush to get seats. It's it's actually yeah. really cool. I think every theater should do it because then you know like when you have a release like Star Wars, you don't have those long lines. You just basically you show up whenever you want because you have seats. So the seats are numbered. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I wish I had that. That'd be great. Do you have that, Gleep? Yeah, well, um, Thursday night, no. Um, it's going to be first come, first serve, but uh, I've got a buddy that's going to get in line early, so I will, uh, I'll show up probably about 5 and, and hang out for a couple hours before going in. But then Friday morning, uh, 8 a.m., I'm seeing it at IMAX, and those are re- reserved seats. So Oh, nice. Yeah, I've got, uh, I've got my own special seat all warm and waiting for me. It's just it's just the way to go, man. But the thing is, it's like I know a lot of places don't do that. Like L.A. does it for most theaters, but not all. And I live just outside of L.A., like like literally like three miles outside of L.A. proper. Um, and the theaters out where I live don't do it either. So it's kind of a newer. I guess it's kind of a newer thing. I would I would imagine. I don't know. Maybe bigger cities do it, and and you know suburbs don't. But it's really cool. It's I, I love seeing movies that way. Has anybody uh, don't don't give them away if you have? But has anybody accidentally stumbled onto any Star Wars spoilers? Well, I told I, you I'm Snoke. I mean, that's a spoiler. I have <laughs> avoided everything so far. So all I've seen was the first teaser and the uh, Chewie were home trailer. Nice. Now, have you seen the uh, Jimmy? I know John. You just said you haven't. Have you seen the trailer, which was the combination of all the trailers re-edited by some fan that sort of turned it into a kind of like a, a synopsis of potentially what the entire movie is like? No, and I'm glad I haven't. It's pretty cool. It was pretty. <laughs> I mean, because the, the ch- chances are, I mean, the movie is not going to be like that. So, so. so basically, they did the Superman versus Batman cut. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll say yes. I, I, I think I know what you what you mean. But. <laughs> well, uh, the the new the new uh, Supes v Bats is. Um, I, I I didn't get on the nerd rage bandwagon about it because mm. uh, there are more important things in life to worry about. <laughs> yes, but I will say that that before any of that kind of rage 
started to happen, I watched that trailer as soon as it went live, and I was like, wow, they gave me a lot more of the movie than I really wanted in a trailer. <laughs> well, speaking of things much more important in life, we have December subscriber flair. Hmm? <laughs> that was a terrible lead-in. Thank you. How many nights have you guys lay awake wondering, how complete will my star citizenship be once I get my Aurora LN ship model? Uh, often, often and repeatedly. And, and I could sleep better at night now knowing that I've got an Aurora LN model for my pew-pew in the bathtub. <laughs> yes. Have you, have you gone into your hangar and seen it? Uh, yes. It's, it's there. <laughs> it comes in a new display case. Uh, mine's in my display case with uh, my Starfarer. Yeah, mine too. Oh, yeah. mine is in a new one that holds three ships, and one, the other two are a Constellation and an Orion, but those models aren't there yet. Oh, that's interesting. I wonder if that has to do with when you subscribed. Yeah, must. possibly. Because yeah. I, I have the actual Connie in, in a three-pod uh, uh, ship display. What else is in there? I forget. I got to go pay attention. Oh, okay. Because you know, ship models are really high priority with oh, yeah. two point dropping. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, we we all have to take a bath sometime, Jimmy. It's true. It's true. Yeah. And I've got my uh, my bubble bath ready to go with all of my little ship models. All they can right. Get wet, right. Toot toot. Um. So, guys, Saturday, December twelfth at five thirty four in the afternoon Pacific, approximately. Guess what happened? I know what happened because I'm reading the show notes, but I'll let you go ahead and say it. <laughs> go ahead. Steal my thunder. My thunder well, is your thunder. $100 million. Pretty cool, huh? I wonder if Chris got sharks with freaking laser beams on their heads. <laughs> I hope so. Scott. Scott. <laughs> do you think, do, well, I wonder if they have a, a son named Scott. That would be perfect. <laughs> would be fantastic. And, and no, I'm just there's there's no fruit. There's no fruit down this tree. Um, so we passed one hundred million dollars in funds raised. Um, I, I think it, it's been the leading um, crowdsourced uh, project of all time, anyway, forever. But uh, this is a pretty big milestone, and I think that um, it is a ringing endorsement from the community that. We believe uh, a few uh, of the crankier, louder voices, uh, notwithstanding. We believe, and in Christ, in Christ, Roberts, we trust. I kind of, I kind of feel like when we when people say in Christ, Roberts, we trust, that it does kind of lend some credence to the whole um, um, cult status uh, of our, of our fanboyism. So I get a little, I get a little when people say in Christ, Roberts, we trust. With that said. Um, congratulations, CIG. Congratulations, Chris. That is awesome. And in Christ, Roberts, we trust. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same thing as PC, PC Master Race. Nobody actually believes like, that PC is like a Master that Race. <laughs> I don't like that either. It's so not filthy yes. casual. <laughs> yeah, totally. I'm a Care Bear. But but it's that's that's the best thing. You know, that's what makes a cringe humor funny is that it makes you uncomfortable this is yeah. true this is yeah. true alrighty then and something else big happened anyone care to guess when I'm looking at the show notes um, well 
the obvious. You're going to bury the lead, or you're just going to go ahead and say it? Without looking at the show notes. John, why don't you go ahead and, and spoil this one for Gleep? 2.0 is live. <laughs> it's live yeah. right now. <laughs> Christo- Christopher Walken Roberts has made it official. As of Friday the 11th, Star Citizen Alpha 2.0 has been pushed to the live servers. Yay! And now, Jimmy, Jimmy, we're going to discuss our actual gameplay experiences in the 2.0 universe during the second show, right, Jimmy? Right, right, right. Okay, so let me tell you about my experience with 2.0. <laughs> oh, oh uh, yeah, yeah, totally. We're going to talk about it in the next show. <laughs> All right, well, let's, in this show, mention the features which are now available to everyone. And these, these wonderful features include, but are not limited to, open-world missions, including eight COM array missions, eight res- research missions, one exploration mission of an abandoned station, and more than 20 random encounters. We have first-person shooter action, including energy weapons, ballistic weapons, medipens, and player healing. Woohoo! Dr. Gleep has excitement. Multi-crew ship gameplay. Bring your friends. A stowaway on someone else's ship and attempt to make friends while in flight. Hide in the bathroom. I believe that's one of Disco's uh, uh, tactics. Hiding in the bathroom? That doesn't surprise me. Hiding in the bathroom. In real life. That's right. Maybe You know, Jimmy, you should check with him. He could be playing uh, Mickey Bot on the toilet. He could very well be. In space! Plenty of space flight goodness, including skirmishes with pirates and in-system security forces, wreckage to scavenge, ship repair and refueling at the Cryastro, Heliobots out your wazoo, and much, much, ever so much more. Don't forget a not only flyable, but completely remodeled constellation. Yes. Now, well, and also the uh, the Avenger is uh, completely remodeled on the inside. The outside looks uh, very much the same, but the right. the, in, the inside of the, um, well, I guess all three models, uh, because the Titan has is big and spacious in the back, right? That's true. Yep. Uh, the Stalker has twice as many uh, prisoner cells as it did before. And then, of course, the Warlock has that ginormous magnet in the back, which, uh, for some reason, uh, requires all the space. Um, can't eat, you, you can't even put your lunch back there. Reminds me of uh, Ocean's Eleven. That's right. Was, was it Was it Eleven? Was it Eleven? <laughs> yeah, it was 13, it was, wasn't it? Wait no! Where they had the big the big generator and blew out the power. Yeah, the, the EMP. And, that was the thirteen. No, that was the first one because that no. was the one they had to get down into the. Was it? The, oh yeah, yeah it was. The power so yeah, they could yeah. get into the safe under the uh, under the casino. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, John. Gah. Thirteen is the one where they had to drill under right. the casino. And and how much you want to bet that like one, I would laugh so hard if one of the reasons why. That EMP generator takes up the entire back end of the of the uh, of the Avengers because somebody at CIG went. It's like Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> you would have to think. You would it, have to think. It, 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 it kind of seems like a logical thought progression. Yeah, it makes makes complete sense to me. So it's out, um, and there have been uh, lots of uh, folks uh, streaming it and posting videos to the YouTube. I think uh, 
Um, I uh, forwarded a video to you guys earlier today that was a, uh, a compilation of, of gameplay, which I thought was, was pretty cool. Um, and uh, it's, it seems like there are a lot of folks out there having a lot of fun in 2.0. And if I'm not mistaken, uh, citizenship has also increased quite a bit over the last few days. Yeah, once once 2.0 dropped, um, backing skyrocketed, and, and I like like we had talked about this on on a previous show where it was like once you actually see, even though it's the beginnings of the game, even though it's the first iteration of the game, once you actually are able to see the potential of the game, I think a lot of people that were on the fence made the leap and got themselves you know an Aurora game package. Yeah, yeah, I think so. We haven't gotten a letter from the chairman yet, have we? No, not yet. That's yes, John. I was very surprised that that did not happen. Um, uh, the only the only thing that we've well, there was ten for the chairman today, which I've not had a chance to listen to yet. But um, he did pop on to reverse the verse on Friday to make the announcement of the push to live uh, in person. So um, he uh, he made that announcement himself. So, but beyond that, uh, uh, not much out of uh, of Chris on. Uh, on surpassing the hundred million, but I'm guessing there's got to be at some point. Yeah, well, and there's there's nothing um, in the transcription uh, for ten for the chairman that references it. So yeah, I would imagine that there will be a letter for it. I mean, it's possible that they just kind of want to they kind of wanted to wait just a little bit, you know, um, and not jump right on it immediately. Plus, you know, I would imagine Chris is busy and it takes time to write those letters. So, but yeah, I would guess we're going to see one for sure. Yeah, I think so. So, I mean, there's the uh, the Star Citizen Alpha 2.0 trailer, which has been out for a couple weeks now. That's pretty good. Um, and it, if you go look at the uh, the actual um, announcement in the comlink, uh, there's plenty of pretty pictures, uh, beautiful shots of the constellation um, and uh, the space station. Uh, a groovy shot here of of what uh, Quantum Drive looks like uh, from the inside. And um, it's just all—it's just all really, really cool stuff. And it's—did um, um, you guys see? I posted on onto the Twitters earlier today um, a link to the trailer for the Star Trek movie that's coming out next year. Yep, very, very exciting stuff. Looked like a great trailer. Isn't it a great time to be a space nerd? It really is. I mean, you couldn't ask for much more as far as being a space nerd goes. I'm I'm in my space nerd glory right now between Star Trek, Star Wars, Star Citizen, all the stars, all the stars, all the star things. I'm a little worried about that movie, though. Now, John, why why is that? It's from the director of Fast and Furious. Huh. Oh, you, oh, it's it's uh, produced by JJ. Yeah, produced. Uh, AKA he has probably nothing to do with it. Yeah, he's he, so um, busy. He once once he got that universe rebooted, he stepped away and, and focused his energy on Star uh on Star Wars. Yeah. Oh, so are we are we con- concerned that we're going to get Vin Diesel uh, uh playing uh, Kirk? <laughs> I like to see that to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Well, they. I mean, um, well, I don't want to give anything away, um, but I will say that they do do a thing in in this movie. It's in the trailer um, that they do that they've done in numerous uh, Star Trek movies um, across uh, multiple timelines. Uh, so uh, it'll be interesting to see how they put a spin on that. Because when I saw that, I was like, "Really? They're doing that again?" Hmm. Okay. 
I just like the guy that plays uh, Bones. He's he's he yeah. has he, he has, has great the, yeah the perfect you know next generation Bones. Yeah, he really does a great job. He's spot on. Yeah. Well, uh, guys, we got a monthly studio report and um, lots of words per use, uh, plus lots of awesome pictures. Did you guys Did you just say per use? I live in California. Is that know. French? No, it's, it's California. <laughs> it's totally French. Per use, uh, you know, the deets on the sitch. You got you got you got to rock that, man. Totes, totes OMG. <laughs> it's totes adorbs. Um, but have you guys seen the, the pictures of the back of the Reliant? Yeah, it's um, it's reasonably spacious. It's like incredibly spacious. Far more spacious than I had thought it would be. Yeah, I mean, it's like, it's one of those. It's got that TARDIS effect, you know, where you look mm-hmm. inside and you're going, "This ship is not this big on the outside." But I guess it's kind of it's kind of uh, short and wide like a cereal box that's fallen over or something. Yeah, totally. Uh, but anyway, it's uh, it looks so cool. And uh, then, of course, uh, we got um, uh, we got uh, major disappointments for Gleepster here because uh, Cassaba's isn't going to be the juice bar they had promised us. No, it's going to be I, silly, I, stupid boots and clothes and garbage. Um, okay, I, I, I'm just going to go ahead and put this out there. I'm very excited. Shopping at Cassaba! Oh, my no. God, boots and pants and, and hats and <laughs> goggles, and I can't wait to go shopping. Are you kidding me? I am going to be the most fashion-forward smuggler in the Star Citizen universe that the Star Citizen universe has ever seen. Well, where am I supposed to go to get my orange juice and a dancing girl? Uh, G-Lock? You know, a bar that has orange juice and a dancing girl, as opposed to Kisaba, a clothing store that has... Clothing? The only thing I've seen in G-Lock is a bunch of guys dancing in their armor. Well, we need some female avatars and we need some clothes. See how that works? I'm from Missouri. Show me. I, we need some clothes. I'm tired <laughs> of running around in pirate armor. <sighs> All right. Well, um, and did you see the Starfarer Foundry 42 UK snuggle blankie? <laughs> that is that is an adorable snuggy blanket. Isn't it? It's That's like adorable. Re- it is. It's got little moons on it and little spaceships and stuff. What's really cool, and I know this is stupid, but what's really cool is if that is accurate, like if that is a thing you can place in-game, mm-hmm. um, it allows for um, making the environment more homey. And like I said, I, I know that seems silly, but I'm really for that. I, I like... Um, one of the things that I liked so much about... Star Wars Galaxies, the ships, um, you know, the multi-crew ship flight mechanic was atrocious in that game, but you could fully decorate the ship. And so I didn't, like in, in Galaxies, you had housing too. I didn't put anything in my house. I had all of my trophies, all of my mementos, everything that I'd collected from around the universe in my ship. So when I took friends out on my uh, YT-2400, they would come on board and be like, oh, wow. And they would basically, you know, spend however long it took for us to get from point A to point B, wandering around and checking out all the cool things in my ship. That's one of the little um, immersion types of things that, that I really enjoy. So if that's any indication of the fact that we'll be able to place things like blankets and trophies and um, stuff like that in our ships. Like, and they had mentioned like a long time ago about bobbleheads on 
um, on your on the bridge of your ship. Uh, I think that that's awesome, and I'm really excited about that possibility. It sounds like Galaxies was a lot more feature rich than the New Republic. Well, Galaxies was a sandbox. Uh, the New Republic is on rails. Um, you know, Gal- and and the pros and cons are that Knights of the Old Republic has a lot of um, a lot of story arcs and a lot of missions um, and, and a lot of things to do to level to eighty um, or whatever their level cap is now. Star Wars Galaxies was amazing in that it was a complete open world sandbox, kind of like the way Star Citizen is, but their mission system was atrocious and there was really not a lot to do there wasn't a whole lot of emergent emergent gameplay because the system at the time was very limited so you had this really great open world sandbox that you could do almost anything in um people used to take like cargo crates for example and build fish tanks out of them you know they're just by stacking them in their houses but there wasn't a lot to do beyond kind of those types of things after you got to a certain point. So Star Wars Galaxies was kind of like a really beautiful brand new mall with nothing in it. Okay. That's so sad. Yeah, <laughs> it really was. There was so much potential in the game. but And that's the thing that, that for me that I love so much about Star Citizen is that it, it's doing that. It's doing that open world sandbox that allows you to go anywhere and do anything but with you know 15 plus years advancement in technology and they're pushing the envelope uh, beyond what is currently, you know, considered standard for a game. And that's kind of what Galaxies did back in the day. And there were things about it that they really got right, and there were things about it they really got wrong. And so far, what I'm seeing from CIG is they're getting a lot of it right. Yeah. Were you playing Galaxies at launch? Yeah. Well, no. I I played about... I, I got into the game about a month and a half after launch. I played it... I was playing it at launch, and I managed to burn myself out in about three months and I, I made kajillions of space bucks uh, selling power or harvesting power nice. and, okay. and power and power yeah what and, kind of power um, I used wind generators to I guess it was essentially they were like batteries that you would charge oh, up with, okay. the, with wind generators and then you would sell sell the power. And um, and I don't know if they maybe made changes to the economy later, but I got so rich so quick that I just I got I just got really bored, you know. Well, I had um, they they took a lot of my toys away as a smuggler um, because they had spice in the game initially, so I, I uh, made spice. They had slicing, uh, which was the ability basically to uh, for John because I know Gleep, you know, uh, where you'd be able to modify an individual player's weapon. So people would come to me and ask for me to, to slice their weapons and modify it, either you know give it more damage or give it more resilience or you know something along those lines. So I was a spicer and a slicer, and um, while I couldn't smuggle, which was really frustrating, um, I was really involved with the Galactic Civil War. Um, so that stuff kept me busy for for a pretty long time. Um, but, you know, the mission system was really just horrible. Uh, leveling was a nightmare. Uh, you know, and, and the balancing of the game was tough because, you know, like the thing that Star Citizen is getting right is that there is no skill trees for the game. It's, mm-hmm. it's Twitch-based. It's skill-based. The thing that, that was great and horrible about Star Wars Galaxies was that they had these multi-tiered trees initially. 
And you could basically, you know, take, you know, X number of skills from here, X number of skills from there, X number of skills from somewhere else. And people very quickly theory crafted out like the best of the best. And that was pretty much it. Um, for example, I was a triple threat. I was uh, Master Tereskazi, combat, um, Master Smuggler, and then, or Smuggler, Pistolier, Tereskazi. I wasn't Master of, of any of them, but I had enough skill points in all of them to where I was just absolutely lethal. Um, you know, and I would mix up using my blasters and my combat. Um, and it was just became a balancing nightmare, you know, because as soon as one person got balanced, as soon as one class got balanced, Somebody would figure out something else, and they were constantly trying to balance, and then they threw buffs in, and it just spiraled out of control, and the economy spiraled out of control, and yeah. So, but, you know, again, there's a lot of the potential that Star Wars Galaxies had in Star Citizen, and it's just really exciting to see. Yeah. Um, Knights of the Old Republic, I was really excited about it, and that was when that game launched and I started playing it, that was the day that I truly learned the difference between an between a sandbox MMO and an MMO on rails. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I, <clears throat> I think it was in um, in Reverse the Verse this week where uh, Disco said, uh, or confirmed, someone asked, uh, and he said the Star Citizen is going to be an MMO, but it is not going to be an MMO RPG. So yeah. that, is, uh, that is an important distinction and one, I think, which will serve us well. Well, for those that don't know, please elaborate. Well, I mean... Uh, MMORPG, you would necessarily have a class system, and you would right. have skill trees, and you would you'd be using experience points or or some other mechanism to work your way up up uh, um, uh, skill trees. Traditionally, I mean, I suppose right. I suppose the definition is is fluid to the extent you go, well, no, mine's an MMORPG, and the only <laughs> way that that you can advance is by by microtransactions. Um, well, and leveling too. Right, right. So we're going to have none of that in uh, in Star Citizen. So, um, but it is. I mean, it is a massive multiplayer online game. So mm-hmm. there you go. Well, um, in the in the rest of the studio report, please do check out the Frankfurt Shipyard pick. Oh my God, it's just enormous. Um, and uh, did you, either you guys see the AI form, formation flying uh, work in progress video? No, I missed that. Oh, it's it's very very cool. It's um, about a half a dozen Avengers uh, flying in formation, and, and they are AI that are flying them. And it, it's just it, it looks really really cool. Nice. Uh, it's in the Broken Star map, I believe, and um, it's um, um, worth checking out. And if your day isn't complete without reading words, uh, down at the very bottom of this lengthy post, there is some mention made of the pledge buyback system. In other words, ship unmelting. And Orgs 2.0, which are both coming soon, TM. So, monthly studio report, yay! Um, well, lots and lots of good information. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we did get Reverse the Verse. We got a couple of them. We got a, a, a subscriber edition, or the, yeah, I guess it would be the subscriber uh, version where only subscribers can ask questions. And they had uh, designers, I think, sitting in on that one in... Uh, I did listen to it, but I didn't uh, pull much out of it to uh, to bring to the show. But in the uh, normal Reverse the Verse episode 74 on Friday, uh, I did uh, find some stuff which I thought was interesting. Uh, the Asperia Prowler, which I think we had been fishing for last week or the week before. Uh, is there a ship we're waiting for? Um, Asperia Prowler, that design is coming, but they are working on other stuff first. So I guess that this means that 
uh, a Prowler concept sale won't be one of the special surprises we can expect to see later this week during the live stream event. And have we mentioned there's going to be a CIG live stream event Wednesday the 16th? Oh, days away. Days away. Yep. I mean, you got you got live stream event, you got Star Wars. OMG. Nerds. Um, too, much, we, too much good stuff. Yes. We learned that Disco got told he has Jesus eyes by a homeless man that was trying to get into the car with him and Ben. They're engaging his eyes. He get, <laughs> get lost in the pool of Lando's eyes. <laughs> just, that, that is a real California thing, too. Is, uh, uh, yeah, folk, folks will just come, come avail themselves of your transportation if you're not careful. Shouldn't we be calling him Jared? Doesn't he prefer Jared now? Isn't he trying to get away from Disco Lando? I, you know, not that I'm aware of. How, how 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 would you get tired of being called Disco Lando? I, well, I think you, usually, like when you see stuff that he's in, and people mention Disco, he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah Jared, Red least, Red Red One or Red Leader, or I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um, the Endeavor will not be making an appearance in Squadron Forty Two. Boo! That's not that's not fun. At least not in episode one. It may it may come in subsequent episodes, but in, in episode one there will be no endeavor. So I guess that means uh, Gleepster is waiting until I guess probably until the uh, the PU beta at the very earliest, huh? The actual beta, not the um, not the alpha. Didn't they mention um, that there were two larger ships that were the focus of the larger ship test bed? Um. I remember there being the two ships that were the focus for the multi-crew test bed, which were the Constellation and the Retaliator. No, no, this is more recently. Um, I wanna, I wanna say it was in Reverse the Verse. Um, there, there's, there's been a lot of news, and I've been busy, and and but I could have swore that they mentioned two ships, and I thought the Endeavor was one of them, where they were talking about that that going forward they have they have two larger ships maybe it was the Idris um, maybe it's the Idris and the Endeavor but they were talking about that they had two ships that two large multi-crew ships that they were using as the test bed for multi-crew larger multi-crew ships going forward huh that, that's I wonder um, well um, speaking of the larger ones the Javelin and some other larger ships uh, will go up for sale again in conjunction with the holiday live stream event uh, details are going to be released before the stream starts, so we should hear something, I'm guessing, uh, probably tomorrow about that. Nice. Um, so um, maybe, um, maybe. well, the, the, the Idris was available in the holiday sale, right? Or the, um, the anniversary sale as, as part of one of the packages, right? Uh, as part of a package, yeah, but not as a standalone. Okay. And uh, the Javelin was not, so the, the, they did mention the Javelin by name. And I think what, when that sold last time, it was, that was like 2500 bucks, wasn't it? Yeah, it's not a cheap ship. It's not a cheap ship. And, and what, what's the crew complement on that? It's, it's like dozens, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, um, that's an org ship. I mean, well, yeah, it's you know, it's one of those things where it's like I I, I was kind of having this revelation even just with my constellation in two point um, The Connie, you you cannot fly that ship by itself. You, you simply can't. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, you you can't defend yourself. I mean, unless something happens to fly right in front of the ship, you can't defend yourself without those turrets. And so I kind of had a realization playing through uh, 2.0 in the PTU and now live that unless you have two more players 
you really can't safely take that ship out. Now, we, we know that there are going to be um, smart NPCs in-game, but the question is when. Right, right. So, as of right now, and until further notice, because there is no soon TM on, on smart AI NPCs for players to use, you have to have a crew of people, or you really can't fly that ship. Well, I guess that's kind of putting the multiplayer in, or the multi-crew in multi-crew, huh? No, 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 totally. No, and, I, and I, you know, it's not, it's not necessarily a complaint. It's more of an observation. Yeah. Um, you know, so with these larger ships like, like the Idris, um, like the Endeavor, um, if those ships are available to fly before you have smart NPC, um, and that's going to be an even bigger challenge to crew because it's, it's – Right now, it's easy. It's you know, there's one small map. There's only 18 people per per server. Um, you know, everyone. It's all new. It's all exciting. Everyone's you know looking to jump into everybody else's ships and try multi crew. But when that rush wears off, you have to have people that are free, available, and willing to crew the gunner slots in your ship. And if you've got a bigger ship, you know, and again, these aren't coming out anytime soon. But if you've got a bigger ship. That's going to be an even an even bigger challenge. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. It's, um, I think you know, and I wonder if if uh, some players aren't going to get salty about it. Like you know, I put all yeah. this money into the game, and I put all this money into the game into these larger ships, and I'm a solo player. Right. What are you going Where's, to do for me? Right. Where <laughs> Where are my NPCs? That's that's what that's what we're going to end up seeing. Um, when when the game gets a little further along, when the game expands, if we don't have those player NPCs available, you'll start to see that with people. Me personally, you know, I, I get it, and I really want to fly my Connie, and you know, I, I'm hopefully going to have a crew, and hopefully we'll eventually have NPCs. But I also get that the game's in development, and it's one of the reasons why I have an Avenger Titan. And also why I've got the Freelancer, because they're both ships that I can more than likely, well, definitely with the with the Avenger, with the Titan, mm-hmm. but even with the Freelancer, you know, I look at the Freelancer kind of like the Cutlass. You can probably get away with flying that one by yourself. Well, I, I, I believe when I'm flying in my Cutlass that I only have access to one set of guns, that the other guns have to be operated by the turret. I could be mistaken, though. Well, unless they, ch- they, unless they change that in 2.0, but in Arena Commander, because I had a Cutlass Black, um, the gunner turret was basically a forward gun when you were by yourself. Right, right. So, but you know, the um, if they've disabled that, if it's only crewable now, that's fine. You've still got three guns um, on two on the wings and one on the nose for the cutlass, and then for the freelancer, you've got those you know double barreled, massive, uh, fully articulating uh, guns on the sides, which I'm not really sure how those are going to work yet. What, uh, but. You know, still, you've got those guns as well, and you've got in um, in the miss, you've got a buttload of missiles. Yeah. So um, uh, we are gonna see some new stuff to do with the ship pipeline as part of the event. So we're looking forward to that because everybody loves a nice ship pipeline. Uh, Disco has apparently killed someone's soul. We're, we're not sure exactly what the story is there, but stay tuned. Um, and uh, Jimmy Crocker, we've uh, we've traced some misinformation concerning you back to uh. Mr. Lando, or um, or was it to Matt Sherman? Would you care to elaborate? Do you care to set the record straight, Mr. Crocker? Yeah, 
Jim Crocker, uh, the, the, the guy that runs the base. Uh, it was a little embarrassing, <laughs> to be honest with you. I mean, you know, if you want to get if you're gonna get called out on on reverse the verse, you kind of want them to get your name and what you do right. Yeah, when um, you texted us and said that you were mentioned on the show, I thought, why is he not excited about this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so my brother-in-law, and I've mentioned this previously in the show, my brother-in-law works for Blizzard. Um, he's, a, uh, he's a producer. And um, Matt Sherman used to work at Blizzard. And so my brother-in-law and Matt were roommates for a fair bit of time. So they're, they're you know, pretty good friends. So I think I mentioned to you guys outside of the show a few months back that my brother-in-law was like, oh, yeah, you know, the guy that went over to CIG, his name's Matt Sherman. And I'm like, oh, I know that name. He pops up all the time on, on all the different shows. I'm like, that's really cool. He's like, yeah. He's like, I'll mention, you know, I'll mention to him that you're, you know, that you're a big fan of the game. I was like, yeah, that's cool, whatever. So... I guess my brother-in-law had messaged Matt on Facebook and was like, "Hey, yeah, you know, it's it's my my brother-in-law. I would assume he said Jimmy Croker because he's my brother-in-law, <laughs> and you know, I would think he knows my name uh, after ten plus years. And um, and he he's like, and he said, and this is his podcast, and he sent a link to the base. Now, I expect my brother-in-law to know my name." I don't really expect him to know what it is I do at Star Citizen because he's not a fan of the game. He's got his own life. And you know what I mean? He knows that I do a podcast. He knows I do a radio show. So somewhere in that, it got lost in translation. <laughs> and, and I ended up being Jim Crocker, the guy that runs the base. How, do, you, do you like living in Canada? <laughs> no, it's cold. <laughs> it's cold in Canada. So uh, yeah, so I had a couple of people give me a little bit of a hard time about that, and I, and I, you know, and I felt bad. I mean, you know, Rico, Rico runs the base, and, and everybody knows that. And, and Rico has poured his heart and soul into making the base what the base is. Um, you know, he works hard at doing that. You know, is that Uncle like, Rico? Uh, no, it's not Uncle Rico. Oh, that's too bad. <laughs> But kind of like, you know, I mean, John, you know, John, you, you know, you pour your heart and soul into, you know, the, the revamp of the web page, you know, the building of the community. Gleep, you pour your heart and soul into the rundown of the show every week. No, you know, it, I don't know. It's but it's 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 work, you know, and I felt bad because I was just like, no, that's not accurate. I'm I'm just a DJ. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I put a lot of heart and soul into my show, but I do not run the base. So I kind of mentioned on Facebook, um, I, Matt Sherman, I don't think is on Facebook. So I kind of messaged Disco uh, publicly and said, hey, I, you know, it's really cool. I really appreciate the shout out. Just FYI, I'm just a DJ on the base. That, that's not me. That's 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 the other guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Which I, you would think that you would think that Lando would know that because he's interviewed with Rico a number of times, and I would guess that he does. But it was just one of those kind of like you know one-off conversations where they were like, "Oh yeah, and I know somebody," and "Oh yeah, and I know somebody." So I don't think he was really thinking in those uh, in those terms. But it, yeah, it you know, just still. slipped. It slipped out. Right. It's nice to be mentioned, albeit <laughs> Jim Crocker. <laughs> Jim Crocker. I I love your bank. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My food store is really cool too. That is nice. Um, mm-hmm. Well, and then uh, uh, Chris, this uh, I mentioned earlier. Chris popped in to announce 2.0 going live, and there and there was uh, much rejoicing. We all applauded, um, and uh, the rest of the show um, is as we say history. So, 
we also, uh, worth noting, uh, in Around the Verse, episode 2.10, I'm not sure exactly why we have two, uh, two decimal places on this, but... Um, I, I, think the, I think they do it just to mess with us now. Oh, wait, no, is this season two, episode 10? Could that be right? They're not on episode 10 of season two, are they? I thought they were only on like maybe three or four. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. Uh, well, anyway. Yeah, they're doing it just to mess with us. So next week, it's going to be Around the Verse, episode 3.11. How about episode pie? There you go. It's a pie. Get in, get in the kitchen and make me some pie. No, kitty, that's my pie pie. <laughs> uh, they uh, featured the Tony Zervik uh, PU interview, part deux. Now, that's French. That is definitely French. Per use is not. Part deux, that is uh, French. Um, and so he had a couple of, of uh, nuggets uh, to share about uh, the Nix system. He said, after shopping is finished, the next milestone will most likely be Nix, and that Nix will be accessed by the uh, via the magic elevator first, and then later by planetary landings. Um, there's going to be three different areas to explore, each with its own flavor and characteristics. The Grand Bazaar on Nix will feature rare items. It will also be a place where we'll be able to buy information to start missions. And then the next big thing post-Nix will be a gradual implementation of different component AI, all cum- all culminating into one badass AI module codenamed Skynet, which will kill us all! <laughs> you saw the, um, the uh, artist render of Café Massane, right? In uh, the uh, monthly report? Uh, I, bl- I believe I probably did. Yeah, Cafe Musain is uh, is in Nix, uh, so and it's it's a really cool artist concept. If if this is the direction that they're going with Cafe Musain and with Nix in general, which I believe they are, um, this is going to be a really really cool place to go and hang out. I, I think well, I think that's important to them is to have have cool places to hang out. That it, yeah. it's not it's not just all pew pew in the pu. It's um, it's uh, it's uh, social. Social is important. Yeah, absolutely. And um, and yeah, the artwork for it is great um, because Nix is supposed to be kind of a rundown, um, you know, former this, former that, made into a thing um, type of, of place. It's on an asteroid. It's it's a I believe it's a former mining hub that uh, no, it's was a former actual mining colony. A mining where, colony, right? And it right. was abandoned because it was too well, expensive to move stuff back and forth, right? Well, um, I recall Tony saying something about that it, um, uh, they, you know, kind of like the dwarves in uh, under Moria, you know, they dug too deep, and uh, there's all kinds of creepy stuff that happens down there, and they, they sort of gave up on that. But you are able to, you will be able to go explore down there. But of course, um, you know, you're taking your life into your hands, and you should bring friends with guns and. And um, stuff like that. So it's got a. It has potential for some of you know some of the creepy stuff, which I think nice. is pretty cool. Yeah, it's. I have a feeling. Um, I have a feeling that uh, the magic elevator is going to be a thing for a while. Yeah, you know, it's like you know, you you learn to live with it. Yeah, and I think you know what's funny is I think that that you could probably I, that Chris probably had the same realization at some point. Where yeah. it was just kind of like, okay, it's a temporary solution. It's not what I would really like to do, but. You got to get the modules out. You got to start testing stuff. Um, so yeah, in the meantime, magic elevator is magic. Yes, yes, indeedy. Um, we got. Did you guys see the MVP this week? No. It's very. Click on the link. It, it's very short.
MVP. Jim! Oh, is it, Jim. Is it yeah. just the name that we're looking at? <laughs> no, there's a commercial. That's oh, good radio. Yeah, this is great radio. We're all just yeah. kind of hanging out watching a commercial. I'll um, put a link in the show notes. Yes, put a link in the show notes. I, I, I am watching it. It does look adorable. Um, and I will watch it with sound later. Cats hate when you watch. I hate knees. I hate knees, too. <laughs> it's so stupid. I love it. <laughs> it's adorable. <laughs> it is adorable. Um, and so anyway, I will add a link. Do check that out. And this week's Art Sneaky Peaky is all about that freelancer. Rework it. Rework it. Come on, girl. Rework it. Good. And work. Did you, did you see what I did there? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I did see what you did there. Is it? Little, but did you... Little, did, is that a little RuPaul Drag Race? Sure. <laughs> I like I like the RuPaul. Um, I like RuPaul. It's awesome. Uh, now, did you see the pictures? Yeah, totally. Of, 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 the, of the rework for the freelancer. Now, did, were those pictures available when you uh, pulled that trigger there, Jim? Uh, yes. <laughs> yes, they were. They were. Okay, so that... that that potentially influenced your decision. No, I had actually pulled the trigger on it um, and then uh, noticed the uh, the images. I, I want to say maybe a day later, a day or two later. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. So it, it didn't really influence. I, here's the thing, though. I knew that they were reworking it. Um, you know, so that in and of itself was a good excuse to be like, well, okay, they're they're reworking the ship, and if they do half as good a job as they did, you know, with the uh, constellation, I'm on board. And then, uh, and then I saw the images. Then they dropped the images on the sneak peek, and I was like, "Oh, okay, now I'm really on board." You said, "Yay! I knew it all along." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Totally. And we did. So today we got a ten for the chairman. Uh, last week we had a ten for a chairman. That's two. Count them two weeks in a row. What could be better? He's on fire! Fire! Um, and so I culled a, a few questions from uh, last week's episode. Uh, he, uh, there was one person who asked, uh, will we be able to see dynamic weather and surface lights from orbit? And uh, the answer was, in our longer-term plans, we do want to do something of that sort. In our live stream later this month, you'll see something along these lines, but not quite what you've asked for specifically. Oh, so interesting. Now I, I wonder if this is uh, could be what uh, we mentioned last week that Ben said something Chris showed him actually shocked him. So I was wondering maybe if uh, if this could potentially be uh, uh, that thing. Um, and also, I, I wanted to point out that the um, uh, the fellow that that submitted this question, his name is Phoenix Branson, and uh, he is the guy in charge of Intergalactic Airlines Org. Um, and it's like a virtual airline in space, and it's a it, it's very cool. They run their uh, their org on an engine powered website too. So um, um, I will put a link to their uh, to their org page. Uh, That's uh, cool. In, in the show notes, it's it's pretty cool. It's you know, like you know, there's there's that flight enthusiast uh, side of me um, uh, that uh, that likes uh, the idea of a virtual airline. Um, hey, go work go work for Phoenix with your. Uh, wait, do you have a Starliner anymore? I do. Okay, good. Yeah, well, go, no, go go work for Branson. No, mine, mine's a mine's a Black Guard tr- troop transport now. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, so you know you got you got to wash dishes at home first. <laughs> Isn't Branson the Virgin yes. Airlines guy? Yeah. yeah, 
Yeah, and he kind of, if you look at the, the webpage, he kind of looks like... So, like uh, R- Richard little, Branson is a virgin yeah, yeah. guy. And, and Sir Phoenix, Richard Branson. Oh, sorry. And <laughs> Phoenix Branson is our star citizen, uh, yeah. intergalactic uh, airline uh, aficionado connoisseur. We, well, you know, uh, Sir Richard actually started out uh, back in the 70s with a small record shop. I think it was in London. And uh, after uh, after a few years of doing that, he launched Virgin Records, which... Um, uh, Launched the careers of, uh, of several acts you may know, like Blondie and, God, who else was on Virgin? A lot of people. A lot of bands. So uh, uh, Sir Richard's been around for a very long time and done some interesting stuff. Mm-hmm. All righty. And real, real quick, before you jump into the next one, um, a, a possible prediction. Okay. Uh, we Maybe we will see um, uh, in-motion orbiting asteroids. Uh, meteors, oh yeah, asteroids, yeah, yeah, that's right. Because like all rather, of our asteroids now are are, are pretty much all static, right? They're yeah. all static. So maybe what we're going to see are all of those asteroids, you know, in in motion, uh, either orbiting whatever you know planetary body they're around, uh, or you know, free form orbiting, and you know, kind of making it more difficult to navigate through, uh, very Star Warsy, if you will. Ooh, yeah, like that. Did you guys uh, get over to the, I don't know if there's more than one, but uh, the abandoned station? I did, uh, but I didn't no. have the mission. I just, yeah, I didn't. I wasn't doing a mission either, but um, I just EVA'd inside there with a couple of the guys last night, and the zero-G items, there's, there's no gravity in the station since it's abandoned, and it's all, like, worn down and stuff. But there's a bunch of boxes and stuff and chairs inside there, and you can actually shoot them and I think run into them and they actually float around and stuff, and it's pretty cool. Oh, nice. That is cool. Nice. All right. Uh, next question they asked, will there be autopilot on the larger ships? Kind of similar to what we were talking about before. Um, and <clears throat> excuse me, what Chris said is nothing has been decided on that just yet. That emphasis is currently being placed upon player teamwork. Then, yeah, player teamwork there, Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Then next it will be upon NPC crew, uh, but autopilot may happen in the long term. Now, you know, I kind of wonder, what's the difference between autopilot and intelligent NPC crew? Well, I think that they've talked about the fact that your crew still needs to rest, um, you know, that you, that you still need to pay them, you still need to keep them happy. Um, wow. To what extent? Yeah, to what extent they're going to to incorporate it, that into the NPCs is yet to be seen. But um, but yeah, I, I, I you know if you have a small crew and you have to rotate out that crew, there there may come for or there may be a call to put the ship on autopilot. Um, you may want to also just put the ship on autopilot and have your crew focus on other tasks, like having a burrito. Exactly, space burrito. All right. Um, then another person asked, will there be any horror-type scenarios, stories which will help reinforce the vastness of space and just how fragile we players actually are? And Chris said, absolutely. For example, say you come across a derelict ship, potentially an easy encounter, but say you come across as derelict and there's some alien-like organism on it, and alien-like as in the movie. You can go aboard, look, explore, and salvage, but maybe when you're there, you get attacked! Or there could be pirates aboard, or there could be nothing at all on board. 
We are definitely going to do stuff to give some scary atmosphere to the game. Face so. huggers. Face huggers, yeah. Jump scares. Yeah. So looking not looking forward to that actually. <laughs> Um, and then finally, I thought there was an interesting question about insurance. Uh, someone asked, how will insurance for pirates work? And what Chris said, it will basically be the same as UEE insurance, only it will be offered and sold by pirates. Now, I didn't realize that there was going to be... And I guess that totally makes sense, because if you're an illegal type, um, how are you going to secure... Le- le- and you have, you know, like a reputation or a... Um, um, a um, you're wanted, you know, there's a bounty on you or something. How, how are you going to purchase yeah, you, insurance? You can't, you can't very well have a forwarding address for your insurance payments. Right, right. So you go to the guy, you know, behind, you know, in the room back behind the bar, and he sells you pirate insurance. Um, but what they say, what he said is an important thing is that be it pirate or UEE insurance, they are going to try to balance it so neither side can't abuse the system. They don't want people using insurance to grief other people. Uh, I think one of the examples he gave us is, you know, we don't want you to be able to insure your Aurora and have you uh, jump into a run it into the side of a ship, immediately respawn a new Aurora, run it back into the side of the ship, and just, you know, rinse and repeat like that because that's... That's not realistic. It's also not really fun for anybody, unless you're just, like, strange. Um, but um, uh, they also want to make sure that if you are a pirate and you lose your, sh- you lose your ship, that you do have the ability to get it back in the game without suffering too much of a penalty. you got to have a penalty because you're a pirate, you're a bad guy, but it, it shouldn't be a catastrophic penalty. So and, and my interpretation of that is, boo, you need to make it hurt, pirates suck. <laughs> well, I, I think... Sorry. No, it's okay. Uh, I think that the thing is, um, it'll be like loan sharking. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Where where the interest rates might be higher, um, or the payout uh, might be higher, or, or the payout might be lower, or the, the interest rate might be higher. However they balance it. Um, because it's backed by nefarious means. You know, mm-hmm. um, so I would imagine that in that respect, it, it, that the penalty that that might be the penalty that you know it costs more to insure, or you get less back for for you know what you insure. Or how I don't know how they're going to work that, but you know if you if you look at it like loan sharking uh, versus you know legitimate insurance, uh, then you know they'll, they'll probably kind of go with that mo- model. Um, I'm curious for the guys that kind of ride the middle, like me. Um, you know, but there's still a lot of information that's not out there yet. Like one thing I would like to do is I would like to do my nefarious activities under a, a spoofed name, because they've uh, they've said that you should be that you will be able to do that. You'll be able to um, to spoof your Mo- Moby Glass so that you you are uh, come up as an alias. Mm-hmm. And they've definitely talked about the ability to spoof the tags, the ID tags of the ship. So. For me, I, I want to do all of my activities under aliases, you know, even like the legal stuff, um, you know, and then basically by my real name, I'm clean as a whistle, you know, and I can I can do all the, the legal stuff under my real name. And then anytime I do any work, um, I just, you know, pop on an alias. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think that 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 is a, an interesting strategy. Um, and it sounds like what occurs to me out of this scenario or the question that, that, that comes to my mind is will, there, will player characters be able to sell insurance or is that 
are those going to be NPC pirates? You know, the nine to one NPC pirate ratio. Right. Uh, I'm, I'm guessing I'm gonna, probably the latter. Yeah, I'm going to say that um, I, all the indications that I've got coming out of CIG is that uh, is that all the the big uh, economic hinge pins, if you will, mm-hmm. are going to be NPC. Um, you know, the, the players will have the opportunity to contribute to and be involved in the economy, but like the real core cogs of that wheel will be NPC to maintain um, to maintain the balance in the economy. Yeah, yeah, and I think that they have said that at some point player characters will be able to own uh, the the factors of production that they'll be able to own factories and and um, um, you know, large enterprises. Uh, they'll be able to own economic nodes. Right. Uh, but uh, to start with, uh, they will not, or right. we will not. So, and, uh, and I'm sure that they're going to implement that slowly, cautiously, and, and in a way that maintains balance, because that, that seems to be something that's at the forefront of Chris's mind. Um, he really wants a, a, a balanced economy um, in the game. Don't he break he the game. Yeah. He doesn't, he doesn't want, you know, one group of players destroying, you know, the economy that he's created for, you know, his virtual universe. Yes. Yes, indeed. Well, okay, so what do we got coming up? We got a CIG holiday live stream. It's coming up Wednesday the 16th. That's real soon, depending upon when you are listening to this. There will be ships. Disco has a Santa suit, and he's not afraid to use it. Do not miss it. Although it's another in-the-middle-of-the-day thing. I know, I know. It's killing me. Um, I wonder why they do that. It's the, it's the middle of their work day. I know. Yeah. That's when that's when they get paid to do it. Right? Would you want <laughs> would, would you want to work on after hours? No. There you go. Um, Star Citizen two point one to live now. I don't know. I heard some rumor about potentially two point one being released before year end. Was that something that you had mentioned, Jimmy? Yeah. I mean, the, I have yet to find any confirmation of that. But there are a lot of rumors flying around. Um, some one, one rumor, yeah, one rumor that I'd seen was that the freelancer was going to be in two point one. Then I saw another rumor saying that no, the freelancer is definitely not going to be in two point one. And I saw a rumor that the two point one was that they were shooting to drop it before the holiday. I, who knows, man? You know, I think I, I think that this question will get answered on the sixteenth. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's probably... Or certainly there will be more information forthcoming. Yeah, but there's... I, I mean, the thing is that, you know, after the drop... After 2.0 dropped, there has been a massive uptick in conversations, in rumor milling, in excitement, in enthusiasm, uh, in emergent gameplay, in videos. And, and all of these things are great and fantastic and, and, and exactly what... CIG needed um, so you know it's great to see you know even if not, even if all of these rumors are unsubstantiated and, and don't pan out it's still cool to see people just excitedly gossiping about the game and not like negatively gossiping about the game yes I agree although last night at the meetup even though we had like a bunch of people for Star Citizen there were like a dozen people still playing Arma <laughs> it's going to be well. You know the thing is, I get it. I mean, Ar- Arma is pretty much where it needs to be in terms of um, practicing uh, that skill set. So you yeah. know, and and two point isn't even close to that point yet. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, so I think I think you'll see 
a lot of the Blackguard kind of dipping their toe in 2.0 and doing more and more in there as it gets more stable and as it gets um, more iterations. But at the end of the day, Armor is still kind of where it's at for really getting that full experience. Yeah, and I think I heard Ace say something. He popped in a little later because he was part of the Arma crew, and I think he said something about them starting a mission, and it went on like through the meetup, um, and he and they didn't expect that. So I think that oh, was why they didn't show up for Star Citizen. Um, oh, an Arma mission? Yes. Yeah. Yo, yeah. Some of those just go on for hours. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, it's cool. But yeah, I'm hoping uh, next week. Uh, that we'll have a bunch of people for Star Citizen again. It's uh, it's actually surprisingly. Um, I'll talk about it more in the next show. But um, we had like six people together in an in instance yesterday, cool. and none of us dropped at all. One person oh, that- got stuck on a ladder um, and had to kill themselves and respawn. But nobody, none of our clients crashed, which was fantastic. We did, um, and I'll talk more about this uh, in the next show as well. Um, we also did a, a late night um, impromptu meetup last night. Um, I couldn't get in game in time for the normal meetup. Um, I got in about uh, about 9.30 and a few of us all got together. Um, we didn't have the same success that you did as far as getting all together in one instance, but we still had a good time and it was still very stable. Yes. Right, exactly. More holiday crazy. That's what's coming up. You know, the thing is, we we just came off the anniversary sale, and and they completely blew our doors off with the anniversary sale. So I'm really curious to see what they're going to do for this holiday sale. Because there's really, like, and we've talked about this, we don't have anything to speculate on. everything, Everything that we know about is now out. So, you know, there, I'm sure that when I'm sure after the holiday sale, we'll be like, oh, yeah, of course. Right. But I'm just very curious as to see what they're going to drop. Yes. Yes, indeedy. All right, guys. Well, support engine. They power our website. Go to enjn.com for all of your site hosting needs. Support Ronald Jenkins. Please do check him out at ronaldjenkins.com. Support Star Citizen, the base radio. Jimmy owns it now. <laughs> no, Jimmy doesn't own it. Yeah. Uh, radio.starcitizenbase.com, where you can find a rebroadcast of the previous week's Versecast every Saturday afternoon. And then our friend Jimmy on Thursday evenings with his Quantum Overdrive show. Quantum Drive. Qu- quantum Overdrive? Quantum Overdrive. Uh, it was a... Uh, what, what, who was that? Well, who was that? Uh, that something Bachman Turner Overdrive. There was an mm-hmm. album from my youth. Okay, uh, um, it's just I, <laughs> Quantum Drive. Thank you. I am TGW Stroke S Gleep. Check the show notes for all of my contact information, Jimmy. Where can the fine folks find you? I am Jimmy Croker. I am most uh, chatty over at Twitter. Um, by all means, please come follow me. It's J-I-M-I-C-R-O-K-E-R. Um, and then you can email me at versecast.org. You can find all my other contact information uh, in the show notes and also over at versecast.org in the uh, podcast section. You can find me pretty much everywhere at the only Janto. That's like Tonto, only with a J. Mm, space. Kimosabe. And you can find the exact links to all our contact information 
and to the show um, at versecast.org slash podcast. Uh, you can email the show at comms at versecast.org. You can follow us on Twitter at versecast. And make sure to use the hashtag TGWS when you're tweeting about Star Citizen or just anything you think those guys with ships would be interested in so we can find it more easily. I guarantee you, if it's if it's something good, you'll get at least a few engagements. You'll get some just, likes. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, if you search for TGWS, you might... Uh, Get turned on to some nice water. Nice water. <laughs> <laughs> or, or a couple of, or, or two girls who watch stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's a good time over there on Twitter. Uh, RobertSpaceIndustries.com slash org slash Versecast is where you can find our organization. We are those guys with ships. Um, and you can join up to 10 orgs. So, definitely you should join us because there's no obligation. It's fun. We have lots of fun. We do. Uh, Versecast.org is our website. Uh, we have our forums, which are very active. We're heading towards like 2 million views or something over there. Um, so, yeah, lots of people chatting over there, as well as in our uh, voice server, 50 slots. Um, <laughs> last night, I think we probably had like maybe 30 people on between Arma wow. and... Uh, Star Citizen. Nice. Um, so, yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, and then you can uh, go like our page over on the RSI Community Hub. Uh, just go to rsi.versecast.org. Forward you straight to that page where it only takes a second to leave a like and maybe a comment if you're feeling commenty. Um, <laughs> Deep Space Radar is where you can find our website over on the Community Hub as well. We'd appreciate a like over there. Yeah, and um, if you leave a comment, uh, we will eventually get to it on the show. We're we're uh, uh, working our way through them slowly, uh, but uh, uh, do that too, and we will appreciate it. All right, until next time, then we are those guys with ships, and this has been the Verse Cast. See you guys. See you later. Okay, so Silence of the Lambs. It was goodbye horses, not wild horses, which is what I said last time. I, it took me three days to get that visual out of my head. Thanks for putting it back in. Well, what, wild wild horses is um, is Rolling Stones. You know, I mean, it's, 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 a, it's a love song. Uh, Goodbye, horses. It's creepy. Would you? I, I, I would.